Live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, this is a special edition of Positively West Virginia in our daily COVID-19 business briefing. For those of you joining us live on Facebook, welcome and thanks for tuning in. And for those listening on the podcast recording, thanks for joining us as well. We really appreciate you guys. Normally, each week on this podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with you. For the next few months, we're going to be bringing you these daily special edition broadcasts, and we're focusing specifically and intentionally around this basic question. What can, West Virginia, what can West Virginia businesses do right now to navigate this current COVID-19 pandemic we're all facing? When we first started this podcast in 2017, our goal was to inspire and equip people in West Virginia with examples of real-life entrepreneurs and business owners who've built their companies right here in West Virginia. It all comes down to this. We just want to help people. That's it. And we've been doing that every single week. Of course, you can learn more about our mission for Positively West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. Every week, we're going live with these business briefings to help business owners and leaders with practical ideas to use right now. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. Today, I'm honored to have on the show Danny Fink with Premier Tax Consulting, LLC. Danny has received extensive training in the field of tax planning. He's a CPA and a certified tax coach, one of approximately 400 tax professionals in the country to earn this elite designation. He's also the author of four books about taxes. The most recent, The Great Great Tax Escape, was a number one bestseller on Amazon in four business categories. Danny's expertise is in small business, accounting, and tax, with a focus on tax reduction and business profitability. And he lives right here in West Virginia. And as a side note, uh, he was on our Positively West Virginia podcast back in December 2018, December 13th, episode 48. So if you want to check out Danny's awesome story, you can check that out as well on PositivelyWV.com. Danny, thank you for being on the show today. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I always enjoy talking to you. Danny's also my tax guy, and I he's my go-to person for any kind of questions I have with regard to economic policy or taxes. And Danny, first off, before we get into the, the meat of the, our conversation, how are you doing right now, man? Oh, I'm doing well. Family's well. Um, you know, just trying to get used to the new routine. Yeah. everyone working differently than we did a couple weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. You can say that again. And so I, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your time or out of your day today to kind of share some ta- uh, thoughts with us. There's lots of discussion, lots of questions, probably more questions there are answers right now about the CARES Act that's coming down. Uh, it was just recently passed by Congress uh, on Friday and signed by the president. That's the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, CARES, C-A-R-E-S, and some of the payroll protection that we have going on with that. And Danny, I just really wanted to kind of bring you on today to help, to the best of your ability, to clarify what we know uh, on this piece of legislation and how it's going to uh, potentially impact small businesses in West Virginia. So I'd like to get your thoughts on that, kind of the 30,000-foot view, if you can kind of walk us through what this means for everybody. Well, uh, I think it's going to provide some short-term relief for uh, a lot of businesses. Every day we learn more about it that we didn't know the day before. Uh, But I think the part of the – CARES Act that you're asking about is the Paycheck Protection Program. Yes. And that is an unsecured loan. 
and it's going to be it's guaranteed by the SBA, but uh, it's going to be administered by local banks. So um, you would not apply through the SBA. You'd contact your local banker. And essentially, it's tied to payroll. It's so that we can try to keep uh, small businesses to keep their employees on the payroll. And um, the maximum amount that you can get is two and a half times your average monthly payroll. So, for example, if your monthly payroll averaged $10,000 a month, your maximum loan amount would be $25,000. And then a portion of that is forgivable, meaning you don't have to pay it back. Hmm. And essentially that's, in simple terms, eight weeks worth of payroll plus your rent and utilities. So, again, if we had that uh, $10,000 a month payroll, that would be $20,000 worth. And then, then whatever your rent was for two months and what your utilities were for two months, that amount could be forgiven. So in that example, maybe twenty-two out of the $25,000 may be forgivable. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And and so, so Danny, you know, one of the things that concerns me, and you and I have had many conversations about taxes and debt and, and liability and, and those kinds of things as it pertains to business, um, you know, what's your thoughts on the forgivable part of this component? I mean, is it going to be massive hoops to jump through to have the forgiveness, or is this going to be more of a grant type of program almost? Well, it's not final yet. Yeah, right. all, 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 we have to keep that in mind, right, as, as we go through right. this discussion, that, the, that so, the final language is not out yet. Right. The law has been passed, but the applications and all that, the banks don't even have it yet. Uh, I talked to one local bank yesterday. I talked to another local bank today, and they don't have the forms yet. Right. Uh, they're hoping to have it Friday and maybe be able to start accepting loans on Friday. Um, but based on the language that's um, currently out there, it looks like they are going to require um, payroll records showing what you actually did pay during those that eight-week period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you paid rent to your landlord, you know, a canceled check probably, um, and the utility bills, uh, that's what they're telling me they expect it to be. But mm-hmm. again, they, the banks don't even know at this point for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting. Now, so the, the question then becomes, you know, the, obviously this is a stimulus package that's intended to keep, you know, the economy going over the next, you know, over the short term, right? Over the next right. eight weeks or so. And, and I, I can't help but wonder, you know, is it was part of this in, in an effort to keep these small businesses, myself included, right? Um, a lot of small businesses that in, in in West Virginia are probably under this thing where we, we may have a, a uh, an emergency fund that will ha- help get us through two months or so, but then what, right? So this is going to help bridge that gap. And rather than put these employees and team members that we have on unemployment where the government's going to be having to do that anyway, they're fun- funneling some of these funds in, in the relief of, of payroll and rent and utilities and so forth in an effort to keep these companies solid and whole right now so that when we get out of the situation, we have jobs to stay at and not have to re-ramp up or start new companies and all that kind of stuff. Is that kind of the philosophy behind this? I think so. You know, it's, it's either provide these, this money to businesses to keep their employees employed or the employees file for unemployment and it costs the government just as much. 
but then the business is out of business. Exactly. Uh, yep. So I think this is a, a well thought out uh, idea. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it, it is increasing um, government debt. So that's the downside. But I think um, it's probably saving a lot of businesses. Yeah. And, and ultimately, uh, that's got to be a good thing, I, I would think. And I, right. Because everyone's going to pay payroll taxes on that and income tax on the profits. So uh, yeah. Hopefully, we will more than pay it back. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. So, Danny, what are what are some things that um, you know? And and you can you may be speaking this firsthand that some of the things you're taking in terms of steps. What can we be doing right now to prepare for this? Uh, these applications coming out. What what are some things that you you know you think that uh, business owners should be doing to to prep for that? Well, one thing. Um, so there's there's another loan out there as well. Uh, idle loan, the disaster loan, um, that I helped several businesses apply for last week. And at that point, the paperwork uh, was very, very involved. Uh, the documentation that they wanted was very in-depth, and it was taking maybe six hours to complete all this information. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of yesterday, uh, as part of the CARES Act, they simplified the application prod process for that loan, and it's now an online application that can be done um, if you've got good information, uh, maybe in 20 minutes. Really? Um, and you can use that loan in conjunction with payroll, payroll Paycheck Protection Program loan. Mm-hmm. Um, so the disaster loan, there is a box you can check to get a $10,000 grant. And that is funded within three days. They basically direct deposit it into your business bank account. Hmm. And then if you do the paycheck protection loan, say on Friday or next Monday, they they sort of uh, coordinate those two loans where uh, we talked about earlier, if you got that $25,000 loan and maybe 20000 of it was going to be forgivable. Yeah that the 10000 that you got under the disaster loan would offset $10,000 worth of that forgiveness. Mm. So in essence, you're getting $10,000 worth forgiven on the one loan and 10000 on the other. Wow. It's almost, almost, able, like a, it's almost like a bridge loan. In essentially, fact. it is. Yeah. It gets you the money quicker because mm-hmm. at this point, we don't know how quickly um, anyone will see the money from the paycheck protection loans, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's going to be really quick as in a matter of days or whether it's going to be weeks or even a month or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so $10,000 could make the difference for some businesses, you know, bridging that gap between making it and not making it. Yeah. I had uh, Scott Wordabaugh on the show yesterday. He's a financial planner. You know him as well. And Scott was talking about, you know, the the idea of having a, a an emergency fund in place, not only, you know, personally, but uh, but you're in your business as well. We call those retained earnings most most of the time. But, you know, if, for those folks who don't have that, uh, and and a lot of people don't uh, have that, right, that, that ability to, uh, to be able to save for a rainy day, so to speak, this could be a lifesaver right here. Yeah, it really can be. Uh, you know, we work with probably about 200 small businesses. Uh, in some cases, it's just doing the tax return, and in some cases, it's doing almost everything for them. Uh, and, you know, not many businesses have six months of retained earnings where they can make it long term without something to help them. 
Sure. You know, a lot, maybe able to make it a month and maybe two months. But once you get beyond that, uh, they're going to need some help or they're not going to make it. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things, Danny, that it, it kind of brings to mind is the the idea we I, I talked with another guest. Uh, I, I can't remember who it was within the last week or so. And we were talking about the, you know, keeping the the. the um, expense chain or the revenue chain flowing, so to speak. In other words, if 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 you have the the wherewithal to have billings and client revenue coming in, or maybe if you're in retail, you have sales going on. As long as people continue to pay their bills on time, we're going to be all good, you know. But then once that 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 weak link breaks and you don't get that payment, that's when everything starts kind of not not cascading but i don't want to make it so dire sounding but that's where you start getting into trouble is when the revenue and the cash flow uh, starts drying up yeah exactly you know there's i guess there's sort of two types of businesses that are being impacted or in two ways you know you have some businesses like the restaurants and maybe some of the healthcare providers who aren't uh, medical doctors like a dentist right where they're basically shut down and they don't have any revenue but then you have businesses who are actually busy but they're not collecting. Um, exactly. Um, so then they're not able to pay their bills. So it is sort of the weak link in the chain can um, cause a ripple effect for everyone involved. And that's, I think that's the benefit of this CARES Act. You know, I'm not big on, on government bailouts, but this, this particular situation is unprecedented. And I feel like, you know, uh, with all due respect to, to all these businesses that are out there struggling, I mean, we do need to have this little safety net right now uh, because it is unprecedented and we're in uncharted waters. And, and I think this is going to help a lot of people and, and, and keep us so that, um, keep us safe and floating so that when we get out of the storm, we can keep, uh, keep the wheels cranking. You know, that's kind of my thought anyway. Yeah, I think so too. And, and I anticipate that there could be more coming, you know, mm-hmm. this is pro- just designed to get us through the next couple months in the hope that, um, by then things are starting to get back to normal. Yeah. But I suspect if, if it lasts longer than a couple months, there would almost have to be a second uh, or another act to do something, mm. you know, for another couple months. Yeah. And yeah. that's just my opinion. You know, I don't, I don't have any facts to back that up. But. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate your, your insight on that as well. Danny, what are, what are some areas that you think um, that small businesses particularly will be most vulnerable over the next couple of months? Types of businesses? Yeah, or, just what areas? You know, is it payroll? Is it is it there? Well, yeah, payroll obviously is a big one. Um, mm-hmm. you, you don't want to lay your employees off. Um, and in some cases, you know, once you've laid them off, you may never get them back. So you don't want to lose a good employee. And, of course, then there's all the fixed costs. You've got rent. Um, of course, one thing you can always do is try to negotiate with your landlord, um, that you know, he doesn't want to evict you because then he's got to find a new tenant who's going to be struggling just as much, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, so any of those fixed costs, look for ways to um, not spend if you don't have to uh, for the current time. Um, so that, that's probably the big things. Yeah. What about um, on the flip side of that, Danny? What are some potential opportunities you think are going to? Uh, come out of this situation or that we're in right now? Well, you know, there's always opportunities. And you know, if you look back at the housing crisis uh, in 2008, the people who had money after that were able to get good deals on um, properties. And then a couple of years later, they're worth a lot more. 
And the same thing is going to be the case here. You know, mm-hmm. if, if businesses do go out of business, um, and I'm sure some will, uh, there's going to be a void there and someone's going to step in to fill it. Um, but of course we want to minimize those businesses going out. Uh, but there, there's going to be opportunities, um, for people who are ready for it, which gets back to having the cash flow available to take advantage of the opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Going back to that emergency fund. And I, it, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because I, I feel like, um, there's different time, different phases in a business. You know, if you're a startup and you're running lean, you know, you may not have a lot of debt. You know, if you're if you're in an expansion mode and maybe you've taken on that debt at the wrong time, it could be a really, uh, really biting you right now. So I think it is a very interesting time. And, and, and I think that, you know, preparation and uh, foresight and, and trying to have that rainy day fund is something that I'm trying to get across to, um, you know, my colleagues out there in business and saying, look, you know, if nothing else, learn about, learn from this. You know, I always say grow at the speed of cash. That's one of my <laughs> one of my little internal things that I keep thinking to myself, grow at the speed of cash and not leveraging and not you know taking on a tremendous amount of debt and things like that. Yeah. So I think that's that's really that's a good takeaway. So I want to get back to, you know, a couple of these practical things. You mentioned that online application for the uh, $10,000 disaster loan. I think mm-hmm. you called it. Is there is there a website that people can go to find that or an easy way for them to connect with you to get that information, Danny? Yeah, there definitely is. I don't have the website name right off the top of my head. Okay. But uh, I've definitely got it. Yeah, you could send that to me, and we'll put it in the show notes of this, yeah, and, and make sure we get that out to to folks. And then, what are what's some other advice you would give people? You know, we talked a little bit about the CARES Act and this uh, this payroll protection uh, program that's coming out. What's you mentioned getting with your local bank? What's what's the your advice if you were to do that right now and say I'm going to go get this, you know, put this application in? What would you be doing right now to kind of prepping for that? Well, I've already talked to my bank. Yep. Uh, well, actually, I bank at a couple of different banks, and I've talked to them both. And they're not able to do anything yet, but um, they are sending me information as they get new information. Um, so probably it's a good idea to work with the bank that you actually bank with since mm-hmm. you've already got a relationship with them. Uh, get in touch with them. Let them know that you're interested. They'll tell you, you know, if there's a way to sort of get in line. Um, I don't know if, if the banks are doing that or not, but um, certainly let them know that you're interested and so they can let you know when you're able to apply. Yeah, to kind of get on their radar a little bit. Right. Yeah. You know, one of the things that it's kind of coming to my mind right now, and we're just having a conversation, but, you know, you mentioned that this is going to be um, managed through the SBA, but it's going to be coming right through. From the local bank, uh, yes. So, so that's that's good to know. Is, is there any advantage in having to have, um, say, for instance, if a company's already had an SBA loan, uh, whether it's a, a current loan or it's something that they've already paid out, you know, paid off, having that relationship with SBA is that going to have any clout or anything, or is this is this an all every you know completely level playing field and, and everybody's kind of playing from the same same uh, same field, so to speak. Yeah, I don't think having an existing or previous SBA loan will have any impact on you know, moving you ahead of the line or having any yeah, preference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure that they are suspending payments on existing loans, and um, so that may be a benefit where you don't have to pay that existing loan for a while. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, there's some other benefits out there to business owners as well under the CARES Act. Yeah. Can you you hit on a couple of those as well, Danny? Please. Yeah. There's, I guess, two big ones. Um, One is a deferment of the employer payroll taxes, um, which is basically what they're talking about is the employer share of the Social Security tax, Mm -hmm. which is 6.2%. And, you know, normally that's either paid every payroll or once a month, depending on how big your payroll is, they are deferring that um, to December 31st of 2021 and December 31st of 2022. Mm. So instead of paying it right now, you don't have to, you'll pay 50% of it, you know, almost two years from now and the other 50% almost three years from now. Yeah. You'll still be paying the tax, They're just freeing up some cash flow to use for some other things to help you stay in business. Yeah. So that's that's idea number one, which is the deferment of of payroll tax. What else? Yep. And then there's an employee retention tax credit. And essentially, this is a tax credit if you keep your employees on the books um, and you have been shut down either fully or partially – um, as a result of the virus, then you can get this tax credit. And basically, I think it's 50% of the qualified wages, um, and there's limits and all that. But, uh, but there are uh, limitations here. So if you apply for the Paycheck Protection Program loan, mm-hmm. you can't also do the employee retention tax credit. It's one or the other. Uh, so you, you can't double dip. Yeah. Um, same way with the um, disaster loan and that ten thousand dollar advance that gets offset about the part of the payroll protection loan that gets forgiven. So you can do multiple things in some cases, but it offsets. In other cases, it's one or the other. So don't just go crazy and start doing things because uh, you may end up hurting yourself or not doing the thing that's most advantageous, you know. Absolutely. Once again, uh, everybody, our guest today is Danny Fink. Danny is a certified public accountant, a CPA, and owner of Premier Tax Consulting, LLC. Danny, as as we kind of wind down our time here today, uh, what's the best way for people to learn more about you, uh, Premier Tax Consulting, and maybe even get in touch with you? What's the best way for them to do that? Well, we have our website, Premier Tax wv.com and our email is info at premier tax wv.com awesome and then uh, we also can be reached by phone yeah what's that phone number danny that's 304-241-5125 and um, we've been sending out daily sometimes multiple times a day emails to our clients and other people that we you know know updates every time we hear an update we've been updating our our contacts so uh, if you'd like to be added to that you know you can contact me and uh, i'll be happy to add you yeah absolutely and i can i can assure you that the information that danny's sending out is very timely and it's very informative and it's in, in no way a, uh, a sales pitch. So take him up on that, folks. Uh, I'm getting those uh, daily updates as well. Uh, Danny, um, you know, first of all, uh, I want to remind people that you were on episode 48 back in 
2018, December 13th, 2018, we uh, shared Danny's story and how he started his own tax consulting business. And that's a great story. And I'd encourage people to go check that out. Episode 48 on PositivelyWV.com. Danny, I, I, um, I guess my question to you, is there any final words you'd like to share? I know we covered a lot in 25 minutes, but are there any other uh, things you'd like to share at this point? Well, you know, I would just like to encourage all the local business owners to look into these programs, see if any of them uh, may be of interest. You know, if you have questions, I'm certainly happy to answer a question. You know, there's no charge for answering a question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reach out to your local banker. They'll certainly tell you what they know. Uh, but certainly look into it to see if these can be useful. Yeah, that's great, Danny. Thank you for, for that uh, that offer, too. Uh, people take take Danny up on that. He knows his stuff, uh, and uh, he is the preeminent tax guy in West Virginia, in my humble opinion. Danny, I want to thank you again for sharing uh, this great information to our audience today. I really appreciate you, man. Thank you, Jim. It's always a pleasure talking with you. Absolutely. The same. Folks, that's it for today's Positively West Virginia Daily COVID-19 Business Briefing. My hope is that we brought some valuable insight that you can use in your business as we all work to survive this COVID-19 situation that we all find ourselves in. I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for Positively West Virginia, and they are the Insurance Centers, the State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. We'll be coming to you live every weekday as this pandemic continues with these uh, daily special edition business briefings. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay positive, West Virginia.